day and welcome to Unleash Love, episode three. I'm really excited to introduce my guest today. She's a great friend of mine, infectiously addictive, with an almost infinitely positive outlook on life. At six months pregnant, she's still running two companies with her partner, and the future looks brighter for her each day that passes. I really enjoyed this conversation and we dived into her relationship with her partner, who's also my friend, and what it takes to make a relationship work. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Maiko Williams. No, 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 no. I've been single for like since Ooh, September last year. Baby. Really? Look at me. Wow. Yeah. I'm not in a relationship. Um, and yeah, but I still talk to her. And actually, I, I speak to her quite regularly, which, you know, is a good and a bad thing because, uh, well, I mean, it wasn't the easiest relationship. It was uh-huh. a very difficult one. And it taught both of us a lot of lessons. So yeah. to kind of, to be able to keep talking with that person is, is it like a double-edged sword because I do have the the inclination to kind of like think about whether or not it would work again now if we had just if we just try again. But at the same time, I kind of um, it's nice to be able to have a dialogue with someone that you used to be in a relationship with because you mm-hmm. you can kind of get perspective and you never want to remember someone for all the bad things you want to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt that they'll be at least i know that when people do that for me yeah i'm so grateful yeah well that's that's a difficult part um about moving on it's like you start remembering all the good things instead of why you actually broke up and then you're yeah. like, oh, and yeah, then you, you're kind of thinking again that maybe it's going to work out. But actually, there were probably more bad things that happened than good things. Probably so, yeah. very much so. And I wrote all of them down. Yeah, I wrote them good. down in, in, in a good. note on my phone. Um, I wrote them in a diary somewhere. Just basically... Put it on like a big piece you know. of paper and just put it like by the door and every time you wake up. On my arm <laughs> of them. Uh, and uh, basically, you know, you think you need to do that when you're coming out of an incredibly damaging, unhealthy uh, situation that you know you're at risk of kind of uh, going back to if you get weak, which happens mm-hmm. to most of us. And, um, yeah. and I think we did that a lot. We went back and forth. So don't be surprised if one day you see that we're married and we have kids, okay? I'm just putting that out there right now. Don't be surprised. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've kinda, I've been, it's so good that I've been single for this long because you know, I'm a relationships kind of person usually, hopping yeah. from one to another. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. I learned well, a lot about myself, yeah. I mean, also, I don't think this is the best time to be in a relationship. It's like, you can't even do anything. Has <laughs> been in a relationship during COVID. Uh, exactly. Well, you That'd know. Cool. For, for your next, um, For your next podcast, it would be interesting to um, interview a couple who have met during the pandemic and they're actually making it work. Something like that. Mm, that's a really good know, idea. I don't know if that works. <laughs> yeah. And then they might go to jail because they'll be like, hold on. Did you meet during the time you were not supposed to meet? 
<laughs> um, but okay, we I'm met, not going to Chinese copy. We met with sure. a mask on. <laughs> Can you imagine I interview a Chinese couple and then the authorities arrest them the next day? <laughs> oh my God. Come here. Say hi. Aww. How old? He is eight months old. Wow, he's huge. Yes, I'm so Huge. Wet. Did it help you prepare? For, oh, yeah. Oh, for having prepare. A, I know this might sound a bit weird to some people, but does it really uh, help in getting, getting ready for a baby? I think it helped us cope with the pandemic. And then later on, we're like, I think it does prepare you in terms of like, you're more, um, you become more loving, more caring. And it's like, there's this love in you that you didn't know existed. And now mm. you have so much of it because of the dog. And now you want to give it to someone else. So like Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, yeah. Joel gets no, some but like someone else, <laughs> like more, <laughs> like, like once you, once you have a dog, like, and you know, it's your dog. It's like, suddenly you have so much more love to give. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, I have a dog, I had a dog before uh-huh. uh, with a, an ex of mine, uh-huh. but, um, that a relationship ended uh, <laughs> pretty awfully. I'm pretty sure the dog did help. It did help, but it ultimately was not a, a, a good way to keep us together. So we used it to stay together. You know, uh-huh. she, I bought the dog because I was like, oh, I got to do something. Got to do something to make this work out. <laughs> and it didn't work. And it didn't work. <laughs> and I ended up taking the dog when we broke up and I tried to be a single dad. Oh, it didn't work. that's not easy. No, that especially with a border collie who's like, oh. just wants to run around and chase oh. sheep all day. Oh no. That's, um, so that's what Joel and I are talking about. Like if like, you know, it's like worst case scenario. It's like, if we break up, what happens to the dog? That's gonna be so sad. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's so a very bizarre. mature conversation to have. I mean, family planning like that is, is essential. Um, what did you decide? <laughs> I don't know. We haven't decided on anything. This is just so sad. Like, All right, good. I, I cannot imagine it. This dog is so is getting so much love. Like, it's so spoiled. Like, it mm. wants me and Joel at the same time. Not like... I'm going to go to him first and then you no, no, he wants to be with us all the time. So, yeah. Well, that's what I'm dogs sad. are like. I mean, dogs are basically biologically engineered by humans to be as cute as possible. And that's happened over the course of hundreds of years, you know, Crazy, they were once huh? wolves and now they're just uh-huh. like balls of fur that just come uh-huh. and love you like crazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's no? such a good feeling. No, I miss my dog. I'm going to open the door again. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think what's really struck me about you guys is how your dynamic is so solid, at least from the outside. Cause you know, I don't know everything about you, but I, I know what I've seen and what I've we seen. We can tell you. You can <laughs> we tell can show me you. on this podcast. <laughs> um, what I've seen is that uh, you, you have a very rare connection that, uh, uh, I, I mean, I think it's getting rarer and rarer. I might be wrong, but um, it's fascinating to me. And I wanted to dive into that cause I think people need to know what a really 
effective relationship looks like, not just a, a lustful or a romantic relationship, because those things don't usually form the basis of a, of a, of a great long lasting relationship. And so we can yeah. talk about what you think is responsible for the reason why you guys have been together for so long, why you're having a baby yeah. now. And um, anyway, how did you guys meet? You know what? We met online. We, we met on Facebook. When? 2013. So that's a long time ago. I think that's that is a long before time ago. Tinder. It was definitely before Tinder, but I don't yeah. think it was before the online uh, dating. dating revolution. Thing. Yeah, exactly. So it was very casual. It was like Facebook. And then we only met in person in 2016. Oh my God. So that. Yeah. Was... So we but were just we... like Facebook friends. Right. Okay. And and then I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Here's some, here's a little bit of trivia for you. Right. Back in, I don't remember how long ago it was, but it was so long ago because I'm 37. Right. So I'm getting there. What? It's so long ago <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> um, that people will just not know what I'm talking about. But there was a platform called HighFive.com. And High Five was like one of the first, it was like Friendster or MySpace. Like MySpace, was, yeah, I think I remember yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, it was the same time as MySpace. And I went on High Five and I met someone in my area. And, oh my God, that was the first time that I, and any anytime anyone would ask me, how did you guys meet? We'd be like, mm, um, <laughs> and we'd have to say it because we knew they'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? You met online? Because it was it just wasn't a thing. Back then it was, yeah, yeah exactly. Then. And I think that was about 2005 or six. Wow, so, yeah. that's yeah, a that long was, time ago. A long time ago, but 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 even in 2013, it was still still relatively. I, th yeah. I, I would say it was still relatively uncommon to meet people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, until now, like in the Philippines, like people are still like, "Oh, you met online? Well, it's probably not going to work." Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. That's and, always the misconception. And you were you were in the UK at the time, and he was in Switzerland. Um, at that time, no, when we met online, I was actually just arriving from Switzerland to the Philippines because I, I stayed a little bit in Switzerland. And right. I think that's why he added me on Facebook. I yeah. think he thought that I was living in Switzerland, which I right. was, but then I was just moving back when we actually mm -hmm. connected. So yeah, Got we it. didn't meet each other until 2016. So Wow, yeah. what would have happened if you had met at that point no. wow no? If, we, if we had met 2013 no i don't think it would have worked out really why no. why is that no because i was in i was in a relationship at that time and joel just got out of a relationship so okay, it was yeah. like if you if you think about it like that kind of like where um he is coming from and where i am i'd probably get attracted to you yeah okay i'll go i'll go with you or something but joel's not in the right space like he just yeah. came out of like a three or four year relationship and he was like fucked up and then he needed to do like his thing so i think 2013 was his um time to to search for himself you know we all have that kind of time and that was his time so if we had met it wouldn't have happened so yeah Oh, Everything is so about true. timing. 
everything is about timing. And you know what? We don't really control the events. I mean, mm -hmm. we do, but we only know what we know in the moment. We, we can only project what's going to happen in the future. We don't know for sure. Yeah, so exactly. The chances of you actually having, being in this situation right now are yeah. billions to, to one, right? Everything just happened the way it did. And this is where you are right now. And like, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. But um, but I think you're right. I think I mean not about you because I, I how would I know? But I think in terms of relation, having a proper mm -hmm. uh, uh, like a like a an effective relationship, you know, I've learned that I can't just jump from one to another, and and, and I did. But every time you do, it's like you carry all of the shit from your last one into your new one. And you haven't mm -hmm. even had a chance to really kind of ruminate on it and make some mm -hmm. good distinctions. So, and it's tough. I mean, look, put yourself in a position where you've been in a relationship for like five, six, seven years and you break up. The first thing you want to do is get with someone because you want that, you want that connection. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of, you're going to crave it and uh, you feel like part of you has just been destroyed. Yeah. So I think a lot of people have trouble. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's actually hard to, I, I think if you're a relationship kind of person, you're always going to be a relationship kind of person. Like, I don't think I can be single. Mm. Yeah. Like I just, you know how some people learn by being single. I don't think I can learn by being single. Like, I think mm. I go crazy. I feel like I need the love and the attention. Crazy like this? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't trust you. I feel like you're already eyeing something else, someone else or something, and you probably know exactly what you want right now. Oh, <laughs> and you're oh, just I've gonna go for out. it. I've got it all planned out. It's just it's not gonna work the way I want it to. But you know. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so all right, so you guys waited for a while. You like what? Three years. Sorry. Well, we didn't wait. It's, it's like, he was just there. It's like, like, for example, you and me, like we've known each other now, but it's yeah. not like we're going to start seeing each other. But then 10 years later, you know what yeah. happens? We never know. Right. So that's what happened. So we just yeah. knew each other. And then in 2016, I wasn't, I so happened to be in Switzerland. We met up, we liked each other. And then we're like, cool, let's be together. <laughs> okay, so run me through what happens when you decide to be with someone who lives in a different country. Like, you went back for vacation. To Switzerland from yeah. the UK. Yes. Yes, right. Yeah. So you didn't go to live there. No. So he was in Switzerland and I was in the UK. Uh -huh. But... Yeah. Um, at the beginning it was okay because I didn't, I didn't have a job so I could stay with him for like 10 days. So that stay with him for 10 days, like made us see if we were like compatible, if we liked each other, if we want to take this further and which we did. So when I went back to the UK, um, we were basically together and um of course it was difficult like it's probably even more difficult if you're living like right there in the uk and then i'm in the philippines that's like time difference and all but luckily for us he was just in switzerland which was only i think an hour difference um mm, yeah. with the uk and then with the flights it's also just an hour away so we would see each other at the beginning it was every month and then later on I think we started seeing each other every week. 
Switzerland's just an hour away from the UK. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so close. Exactly. <clears throat> so, but, but, but by plane. <laughs> but by plane. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So right. how, it was, it was pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, Europe, for people that don't know who are listening or watching this, you know, European travel, inter-country, interstate travel is so easy. You can even take a train. And exactly. And take a bus. European you can take a bus. You can take I a, took bus. a bus once, but, but it takes like, I think, like 27 hours, just over, just over a day. <laughs> but it's right. cheap. I think you can cheap. go to Switzerland for like 30 pounds. You lose like five years of your life, but it's yeah, still well, cheaper than taking a flight. If you flight. don't have a job, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a job uh, and you have time, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Can, you can afford so, it. It's so accessible. But, and that, that's what makes, I think that's what makes makes it a lot easier for people, uh, for people in your position where you kind of like have a long seat. Um, yeah. But like, like you said, if it was the Philippines versus the, which yeah, I had. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's quite difficult and expensive. It, it is. And, and especially if, for example, I'm Filipina and you're British. Like if I have to go there, it's almost impossible unless I, I apply for a visa each time I visit you. But mm. in Europe, like everything's just open. It's yeah. basically like I can travel to you easily. It's like just going to Cebu or something or Brakai or yeah. 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 It's, so that's yeah. why it was easy. But if you turn the situation around and make it like right now and I'm here and Joel's stuck in Switzerland. Oh man, that'll be so hard. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I mean, my, my, um, the only reason why they worked for me, my long-term long distance relationship mm-hmm. was because I, most of the time we were together. Like I was living in the Philippines and then every time yeah. I'd go back to the UK, it would be to see family and I wouldn't yeah. be there that long. Yeah, uh, only for like a short time. And then you'd come back again, right? Yes, and then I'd come back. But, but actually getting the visa, like you said, for, for someone from the Philippines or another country, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of countries on the list of, of, of you know, uh, places that require quite a scrutinous visa application. Yep. And Philippines is one, and I think there's some Latin American countries. Yeah. And, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. it, it can be really tricky. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not enough. It, it's not even enough that you have the money. Like, you have to have a job. You have to mm-hmm. have an income tax return. You have to have a travel history. You know, it's like, that's that makes it so annoying. I just want to travel. I have the money. I can pay for it, you know? But yeah, yeah you can't. But when you get to London, right, for example, and you see how many, like, probably, I'm just, I'm, I'm just assuming, how many probably undocumented people that are living there in London just doing odd jobs, you're like, uh-huh. oh, I think there's a reason why they do that now. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it's super <laughs> but, but I think the, the restrictions are, are much better or like the how they do it the process now is much better i think before it's so easy for people to get away with it but right now i think they get all your information um i have this friend and she overstayed for like a week without knowing it like how can you not know it anyway she didn't know that she had to leave so she overstayed for a week and the immigration like the border board what is it called anyway the the uh, the government agency in charge of the immigration started calling her 
and calling her family, like the sponsor in the UK. Like, where are you? Why are you still here? La la la, you haven't exited the country. So yeah, they're basically kicking her out. That's interesting because that yeah. never, because that happened to one of my ex-girlfriends and that never happened. And that was months. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm just oh. saying, just saying that was months and that didn't oh, happen. Wow. Yeah. You know, one of the things about immigration, and I, I mean, this is just a micro uh-huh. detail, but one of the things about the UK uh-huh. immigration is that they don't have checks on the way out. They only check you on the way in. Uh-huh. No one stamps your passport on the way out. You just get your flight. Yeah, that's true. But um, is that true? Wait. Hmm. I think they yeah. might be checking now because they might be. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been a long time since I've since I've had a long distance relationship. So, but uh, yeah, I, they pro- they probably wait. Are they checking now? I mean, they probably are. Uh, but um, I think it's just I. You know, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you guys were, you guys were finally agreeing to be in a relationship and you would, how long did it last for you going back and forth to Switzerland and and the UK? Um, Like, like six months, maybe. Okay. So that's not that long. I think it's not that long. And then it was six months and then we were like, so what are we going to do at the beginning? Um, we were thinking maybe I should move to Switzerland, but then it's not easy for a Filipino to just move to Switzerland because you need a yeah. visa for that. Um, and I don't think I can get a visa. Uh, and then the only other option was to move back to the Philippines. So, so yeah, from, from being in a long distance relationship, I mean, UK and, and Switzerland, we both decided to move back here. Were you concerned at all? Like given the reputation that the Philippines has, did you ever think about, Hmm. I'm bringing him back to a country where like almost every woman's just going to like leap on him. No, not really. Right. <laughs> no, I, I never, I never really thought about that. Um, uh, because I think I've also, well, I've also been in like relationships with people from other countries before, and that never seemed to be a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And also Joel is well-traveled, so I didn't have to worry about that. Like if I had to bring someone who has not traveled before, I would worry. Yeah. Because I'd probably have to be like with him all the time, making sure he's okay. He's, you know, he's not in trouble or anything. So, yeah. yeah. I think it also, I mean, it's obviously you are, uh, an amazing person. So that's obviously oh. like a, oh. one of the first reasons why. Can we, can, can we record that? I, I want that. I want that part. You can totally. I'm gonna I mean, I'm going to make a snippet out of it for the marketing. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be immortalized on the internet. Um, but I think uh, in general, right, it, it helps when you're just starting out. Like if you go traveling together when you're just starting out, I mean, nothing can pull you apart. You know, it's new. It's, it's great. It's what you want. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Um, but I think as time goes on, especially if you have challenges in a relationship that mm-hmm. tire you out, doing those kinds of things, uh, in my experience, has been like a double-edged sword as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like um, an unnecessary distraction. It's yeah. a, an unnecessary temptation. Yeah. Well, we definitely had our like challenges, but it was more like we both didn't know what we were doing. 
So it's like he left his job and then I left like this life that I was having. It wasn't great, but still it's like we were both in a momentum of doing something and then suddenly we'd leave it to, to do we don't know. It's like, we, we really had no clue. So that was the mm-hmm. biggest challenge. Like we would always fight, but it wasn't about like something little. It was more like just because we didn't know what to do, you know, could we survive mm-hmm. here? Could we actually get a job here? Like I'm a local, I couldn't find a job. And he, he thought like he was, um, that it would be easy for him to get a job, you know, because he had a good job back in Switzerland, but no, it wasn't that easy. So I think that was the biggest challenge. Um, And I think for a lot of people, and I've heard of stories, um, I think it might be including your story that moving in together from another life to a new life, like could make it you like you could make it or break it. Yeah, that's true. Um, why did you say you think my story? Because because of right? all the shit that I did while I was there. <laughs> no, when you moved, yeah, when you moved here, right, the first time. Yeah, it, it was I a similar there. story, wasn't it? I moved there with a, here with your, a, with a girl uh-huh. that I'd been together with for five years. Yeah, exactly. And then as soon as we got there, because we, you know, oh my God. Okay, this is a great lesson for anyone that's interested. If you're having trouble in your relationship and you've been having it for a while, let's say you've been having it for over a year, like pretty deep, deep issues that you can't really seem to resolve. Traveling and going somewhere like the Philippines is not a good idea. Because if, if the guy gets all of that attention all of a sudden, you know, it depends what kind of problems you're, you're having in the relationship. But it is really, it, I broke up with her after, you know, a few months, a couple of months in the Philippines or a month. I can't, can't mm-hmm. remember exactly. But I did because I realized the problem was me. The problem was the fact that I wasn't getting uh, what I wanted in terms of um, stimulation or uh, attention or, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. And so I just found it from other avenues. And uh, that's why I think you, know, you have to be really careful about how you resolve problems. You can't just get up and travel because, yeah. you, you know, you need to think that shit out first. I mean, exactly. Is this a therapy session or is this a, a yeah. vacation? Yeah. Vacations are fine for some things. I mean, you know, it, it does help to re-energize a, a situation yeah. that's, gone, that's gone a bit. Yeah, uh, but to do something like life-changing, like a completely new move, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a it's bit... For the brave ones. <laughs> I've, been, I've been a very impulsive person in my past. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that makes me who I am is that I'm very kind of yeah, care to the wind kind of person. I like to do things on a whim. It makes me somehow feel alive. And I think uh, in relationships, that's been one of the, the major hurdles I've had is, is that, you know, I like to, I like to keep things interesting. So mm-hmm. finding someone who matches my energy and somehow can deal with that but keeps things interesting at the same time is pretty difficult um i'm a difficult you need a crazy person i need a crazy person but i need someone who's anchored at the same time so that's really difficult (laughs) to find (laughs) that's so difficult to find i think you need to pay for that 
<laughs> I mean, I know where to find it, do. but I think you have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, that's a great uh, uh, solution. Let's just, let me just go online and see if I can figure it out. Um, <laughs> um, but like, do you, um, do you think that long distance relationships are, you know, something that you would necessarily uh, tell someone to, to go ahead with? I mean, I think so. Yeah. You know what? I, I really think so because I, I was having this conversation with um, Lorne. Remember Lorne? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our mutual and, friend, yeah. And yeah. And um, we were talking about dating and how and why dating almost never works because once you start dating someone, it's like you, you're so quick to judge. Like there's no, not even a conversation that you're having. You're not getting to know each other. You're just basically judging them by how they eat, how they dress up, how they look, what their lipstick is, you know, something like that. Um, But you don't get to know them. But with long distance relationships, I feel like you probably meet online or something like that. I don't know. Um, And then you'll start talking. And then because you're so far away from each other, you probably have three months until you will meet or you can potentially meet each other. But during that time, you're just talking. And I think talking is really great because you get to know the real person and not like just the shallow part, which is like how they dress up, you know, what they eat, what their choices are in fashion or something. And I think I could, I would actually recommend if not well it's not like go for it like find someone who's like somewhere far away but if it does happen and if someone is far away from you i don't think it's gonna be a problem mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. think it's actually a positive thing right yeah and it's a lot easier today, isn't it <laughs> yeah, it is a positive thing for me um i don't find people near me usually i'm not interested in in like i said at the beginning of our conversation uh that that the cultures are 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 not really conducive to Mm -hmm. you know what i'm looking for in life here in europe i don't find you know myself energized by conversations or Mm -hmm. uh, usually i'm saying you know sometimes obviously but uh yeah, it's so so I'm because I've traveled a lot, so I have a kind of a different perspective, and uh, and I'm looking for more uh, bl- red blooded life, you know, more kind of gregarious people who say what they think and you know do what they want, and I like that. I like the mm-hmm. Filipinos who just like do what they want. They don't usually say what they think, but they do what they want. And uh, the Latinos, which is where I'm headed now. Uh God help me. Um, They do and say what they want. So uh, that could be really uh, quite disastrous. However, I am very optimistic. And they don't look bad. They don't look bad. Yeah. Looks like it's it's promising. (laughs) It's a promising situation. Um, Let's see. But uh, do you think that... Okay, so you would definitely advocate long distance relationships, and I agree with you that like you can learn more about someone that way. It's kind of like you're, you know, are you saying that because culture today usually says let's sleep together real fast? Yeah, exactly. And you don't really have time, and I feel like distance is the only thing that can stop you from like sleeping with each other straight away, or like judging each other straight away, right? Because if you know that someone just lives like in the next street or something you'd want to see them straight away but if they're miles away from you and you can't even book a flight 
then you, you don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to web camera, <laughs> box tissues. Um, yeah. yeah, it's very difficult uh, uh, to, to, to get past the, the, the temptation of taking things too fast. Yeah, exactly. You know, just starting out. Yeah. And it's, uh, it used to be, I think, and, and, and I, I'm not even from this time, but I would say a couple of generations ago, these kinds of things were not an issue. You wouldn't really feel the need to discuss whether you're taking it too fast or not because it never got taken too fast. It was like, you know, there was a certain way of doing like things. Normal and there was, <laughs> yeah, that was like a normal speed. There was yeah. class, there was respect, there was dignity. And yeah. um, I think because we value or back then we used to value people more because it felt like maybe it was like rare, like more rare to find people. But now because of like Tinder and everything, it's like, you know, there are like a million girls out there. That's it. I think you just yeah. re really hit the nail on the head. I think, yeah. I think it's, it's all about the choice today. And, and that has this kind of adverse effect on, mm. on focus. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, yeah. I've struggled with that before. It's the FOMO culture. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, am I missing out here? Is there something better out there for me? You know, exactly. oh, we had an argument. That's not normal. We shouldn't be arguing. People say that we shouldn't be yeah. arguing. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know about that. That's a real thing. That's part of life. You're supposed to, argue. <laughs> supposed to dis disagree about things. But, um, but people, people generally speaking, and I'm about to ask you something about this, but generally speaking, I feel like we're getting so soft, so soft that nothing is, 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 um, you can't bear anything anymore. It's like, it has to exactly. be convenient. Amazon one yeah. hour delivery, boom, you know, or nothing. Uh, and mm -hmm. that sucks. Do you think mm -hmm. that culture, uh, do you think that the younger generations are going to have a lot harder of a time dealing with real life and than, than before? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're right. It's like everyone just wants convenience. It's like if you're in a relationship now, like you could be in a relationship, fine, but it's probably much harder to make it last these days because you, you know there's like millions of men and women still out there like waiting to be picked so you yes. could just replace this one because it's not working so i'm gonna move on move on so yeah, yeah i think it's gonna be harder that's why i always think about this like for our future child we're like <laughs> i think the world is gonna be much harder <laughs> yeah yeah oh, well yes yes and i think about that too and, and we can talk about that like in in detail because that's that's going to be an interesting <laughs> topic to discuss with you um but 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 like even 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 just like habits today are so far uh, apart from how they were when we were growing up. Like, you know, <laughs> porn, for example, is mm -hmm. just widespread and just in every home, every device, and mm -hmm. you can access it whenever you want. And I mean, like that's hypersensitivity right there. It's like, if you get, if you get exposed to something like that every day, you lose your taste somehow for the real thing. It kind of affects you. Whereas before growing up, I didn't, no one even had that. You know, my dad, <laughs> 
Once I caught my, no, this is going to sound really weird, but I'm going to preface it. I didn't catch him masturbating, but once I caught my father looking at this postcard, you know, you used to get these postcards of like topless women and stuff. And he, looked no, at the postcard and he was just like looking at it. He was looking at it for like longer than you would normally look at a postcard. I was like, what's so interesting about this postcard? And I, I saw the postcard and I was like, Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> and, and it's just those where, things. Where do that, you get those postcards? I would like to you get send those, one. <laughs> you get those postcards at like the, um, the, 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 the gift store on the corner of like some Spanish road in, in South of Spain. <laughs> and it was so funny to me looking back at it because I was like, you dog. But that's just a human thing to do. But when you get that and you multiply the intensity by like a hundred uh -huh. right and then you have it everywhere yeah. that's obviously going to have an impact on who yeah. you date or what your tastes are and what your standards are and then what you kind of expect uh sex to be like and all that kind of stuff and i feel like you know so much has changed since you we were growing up it's almost it's almost like kids these days have such unrealistic expectations of what their partners can oh, yeah. that, that's do. right yeah you that's know? a perfect word for it unrealistic yeah we're all just expecting something that's that doesn't exist it's like even even when it comes to dating like I, I know so many single people and it's just like they expect it to be perfect and I'm like no one is perfect like even if someone shows you they're perfect on the first date they're going to be imperfect on the second one <laughs> Yes, or the third yeah. or the fourth. It's going to oh, get yeah, there. Exactly. It, yeah. One day you're going to realize this exactly. person's a real person. Yeah. And that's when most people break up is after the, the honeymoon phase. Yeah. It's like that's where the drop-off is. Because uh -huh. people are like, hold on, I didn't get what I was promised. Um, do you still do oh shopping? Do you still do the oh, hosting? Actually, that closed down. Oh, no way. Due to the pandemic. Wow. But it was like uh -huh. an online thing. Uh, TV thing. Oh, right. So yeah. I, I thought they were doing pretty well. I mean, like e-commerce is booming. Yeah, well, the, the thing is, I, I think they started quite late. So um, by the time e-commerce was picking up, uh, COVID happened. Right. So right. it was like, and they were already kind of thinking um, way before the pandemic of shutting down because oh, this yeah. was just a branch anyway like the headquarters is in korea so yeah that closed down so i'm not doing that anymore right oh okay and uh but but uh but you're obviously doing your propel stuff and that's yeah real right. estate yeah i was gonna ask you in the vein of superficiality and stuff you know that we've been discussing uh when you were doing some of your hosting Mm -hmm. for shopping like you know the consumables the mm -hmm. the 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 products did you ever kind of like get jolted by something you were selling like why would someone want this like this is this is kind of perpetuating i don't know like was there a lot of products that just fall into the category of like you do not need this this is something that you're you're buying because you yeah I fill a hole in your soul or something i, I think so because i mean buying is like it's it's a choice right it's like what i buy you might not buy it like i have this thing 
I just saw it. Would you buy this? This is like um, to suck out the the stuff. Oh, nice! Your nose, like blackheads. <laughs> it actually sucks it. It's like a vacuum for your nose, and I got it from Japan. So you know, it's like, why would you buy it? But me, I just wanted to buy it. Like I don't know. It's pretty cool. So yeah, well, sometimes I mean, that- that has some use, I, I think. Yeah, okay. But Would you use it? It's like there's a device for everything. There's like, a, you you really need this. And especially the way that they sell on yeah, a lot of yeah, advertisements. Exactly. is like, it's so amped up and so... Yeah. So you think you want to buy it, right? <laughs> Yeah, but like when, when you're selling, like when you're there behind the scenes, you're like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this to my people? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway. It's like, I want to be like, if I could have my own show, it's probably like everything about practicality. Like that's what I want to show. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. You but people help. don't want to hear that because they know, know they want to buy. <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, you could express you could express your uh, you could kind of your concern to someone who like like for example is trying to you know is looking into getting butt implants you could express concern to them you could show them all the statistics you could do everything you mm-hmm. can and then at the end of the day they're still going to get them because exactly. in their head they're not enough and butts are all the the rage like that's what guys want they want big butts which isn't necessarily (laughs) the truth and plus yeah no i mean i'm just saying i feel like we're seeing in our younger generations just a real uh distortion in the the in the reality of things and 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 it's Mm -hmm. it's all kind of perpetuated by this very complex machine of advertising capitalism you know correct um, and and just instagram and and insecurity yeah because we we see it right it's like we see it it's achievable like she's done it he's done it like i can do it too so why not Mm -hmm. yeah i i I bet like back then, I don't know, but people are probably more scared or people didn't do things because they didn't know it could be done. Yeah. Right. Like porn, when you were talking about porn, like, I don't think our parents watched porn. Like they probably had to buy like vintage stuff out there. (laughs) Yeah. Probably it was probably like that. And it was like a secret and yeah. stuff and now it's it, it just wasn't like, like yeah it wasn't like there was a big production company you know yeah it, people it were more all. discreet and now yeah. it's just like yeah whatever yeah it's like on steroids um <laughs> yeah but it's fascinating and 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 you were mentioning earlier about like how now you're thinking ahead about what's going to happen when you actually have have your child and how you can mm-hmm. bring them up what are your thoughts about bringing up children what are your principles for that <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're just winging it. Yeah, we're just winging it. <laughs> I really don't know. It's, it's really hard to tell because, you know, um, you know, the trend is like you always try to do better than what your parents did, but then you always end up doing exactly the same thing anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I'm like, I don't know. Let, let's yeah. just see when it comes. I don't yeah. have like major principles. It's just more like, yeah, I just 
you just we'll want to do see. the best job you can. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. And it's kind of, it's just a trick question because I know that a first child is like uncharted territory. There's really, <laughs> you can read books and you can talk to people and you, you know, but I think beyond that, you're not, you just can't really prepare yourself for yeah. it. I mean. Exactly. And, yeah. and even if you prepare yourself, like Joel and I were having this conversation, like his upbringing was the total opposite of my upbringing, but we're, we're equals. Like we're not, I'm not a bad person. He's not a bad person. You know, we're, we're both nice. Okay. People. <laughs> so what works, right? Yeah. So you, you don't know that's, that's so hard. Yeah. 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 You'll, you'll, you'll find a balance at some point. I mean, what, what I think one, one of the, uh, one of the things that works so well for you is that you're different. You both of you have very different energies. And mm-hmm. do you think that opposites attract? I mean, I think you so. Of, you feel like opposites a little bit, if I'll be honest. Yeah, I think so. Don't you think so? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? See? You're opposites yeah. for sure. But that's no, great. but I mean, you, do you agree that opposites attract? Um, well, yes and no. I think it depends what you're looking for. I think now looking back and and kind of reflecting on everything that's happened to me now, I'm not looking for my opposite. I I think my opposite is, uh, is, is, is probably, is probably not where it's at for me. I think, I think I want someone who's like me. But I want just a little bit of like kind of a little bit more organization, a little bit more kind of adulting. Those are the areas uh-huh. that I historically have had trouble with. So if I can find someone like that, that would be great. Because, you know, I, I went out and I set out to find someone who was my opposite, someone very logical, someone very like grounded, someone who doesn't really, you know, have that impulsiveness to them. And it just wasn't, it just didn't do it for me. Like I I did, I wasn't, I wasn't attracted to people like that. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think in a perfect world, opposites really should, uh, you know, should have the best relationships because then you get the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes you really need to find that like magnetism. uh, Yeah. 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 And then find the, try to find the balance eventually. Yeah. And, and just like, just like with diets, we, we have such a diverse uh, group of, of humans. Not mm-hmm. one diet works for everyone. Not one relationship yeah. type is going to work for everyone. Um, you've got personality types. Uh, you've got upbringing, you know, issues. How much other stuff can we throw into the mix? And then you, that's how you've got your human being kind of, um, all, all kind. I think of you can gen- genetically manipulate pe- manipulate people now. So there, there's a series on Netflix that we watch, and imagine if you can actually do that. I think you'll be the first client. Just a little <laughs> bit like me with a little bit of craziness. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I think I remember watching something like that, um, where you can actually literally design your babies in a certain. Yeah, and if you design a baby now, like you only have to wait like what twenty years, you'd be like fifty something. It's still gonna work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be surprised that you know in the future if we're actually choosing exactly what our kids are gonna look yeah. like and behave like, because the I mean, Advancing that, so fast. I think that is happening. That is already happening right now. 
Yeah. Do you think there's a problem with that? I think there's a huge problem with that. Uh, yeah, I think so. But I mean, can you control people? People just do whatever they want anyway. So yeah, that is very true. <laughs> like yeah, we can be against true. it, but if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast yesterday about technology and the future of, of, of humanity. Uh-huh. And, um, it actually relates to this show in some way because it's about um, sex robots, <laughs> right? That already sex exists, robots. right? They already exist. Um, and, but the point of what they were discussing was that they're getting more advanced. And eventually, and now Chinese companies are throwing AI into them to like make them respond. And eventually the market demand for this, for this doll will get even greater, even because of environmental influences, like, for example, being locked indoors for, for months on end. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm just going to buy a sex robot. So, so you're going to get these eventually very humanoid, very intelligent, uh, you know, uh, robots in the house that... Uh, you're literally not going to have to worry about how you treat them. And what does that do to, to people when, 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 you know, you can, you can basically have a slave at home and, and it's, it looks like a person, but you know, there's no moral dilemmas with kind of like, you know, there's no rules on how you treat them. And then you go out and you integrate with society and all of a sudden you treat normal people as if they were like slaves, as if they were like, <laughs> like have no rights. I mean, you know, you can extrapolate that and it's, it's probably quite, quite problematic, I would say. We're headed in a direction with technology that we have no idea how it's going to affect us, but we're pretty sure it's not going to be a net positive effect. It's going to be a net negative effect. Just because it's so dehumanizing. I I feel like um, it's always been like that. It's always like the older generation, whatever is unknown to us, like we feel like it's not going to be a good thing. Like I remember speaking to my stepdad and he's like in his 80s now. I think he's turning 81. And he is so offended by not having the culture in Switzerland anymore. And he would say to me, when I was younger, like people would do this, people would always do this. And now it's like this. And it's like, but for us, it's like, what? It's like completely normal. Like what's wrong with it, right? So it's probably like not good for us, but for the future, it's probably good for them. So. I think you're right on, on, on the level of, of, of just evolving culture, uh, you know, and I think we're going to feel the same way. If not already, I feel that way just towards certain <laughs> things. And I'm like, God, oh, God, screw this. This is ridiculous. I wish it was just like it was before. Yeah. But, I think, but, I but think if you we're ending there because I'm already starting to become like, I'm already starting to do it. Like I'm a fucking old grump. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But if you watch something like The Social Dilemma, which is a Netflix I've never doctor, seen it, yeah. Check it out. Yeah, I watched it last it. night. It shocked me. Uh, it, it was, it was, it's basically an interview with some of the designers that helped create the biggest tech companies on the planet, like Facebook, mm-hmm. Google. They are the ones who made the, the, uh, the algorithms 
They helped build those things from the ground up. And at the time, they thought they were making something that was going to be helping us. They were, you know, just making a like button or helping Google filter stuff on YouTube or and then eventually now they're on a, a documentary about the dangers that wait in the future for us if we keep going down this path. Because what's happened is we are now letting social media dictate our lives. We're letting other people and algorithms uh, depress us because all we're seeing is just uh, hypersensitive stuff that's like big asses, big tits, beautiful faces, huge lips. Like, you know, around about 2009, as soon as social media started to take off, suicide rates also started to, to spike and it's gone up in correlation. And it's usually with like young women, like developing uh, females. And, and, and not just that, it's influencing elections, politics. You can pay $10 million and you can influence a huge number of people to vote left or right. And so it's different in the sense, because you know, there was an argument well, all generations do this. And the, argu and the argument was countered with, yes, but the technology is advancing so fast with artificial intelligence. No one even knows what the computers are doing anymore. They can't understand it. It's just got a life of its own and it's going to get worse. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think we have some really huge challenges for the future generation. And you're right to think about how are you going to bring up a kid in a world where almost everything is decided for them, you know, yeah. what they're going to, what they're going to consume on a daily basis, how they're going to feel about themselves um, and, 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 and who they're going to vote for. I just, I don't even know yeah. where to start. Exactly. About having kids. When, when that happens, let's just start our own like club and then we can meet like on weekends and then talk yeah. about like things that were good in our time. <laughs> I know. Right. Let's just like reminisce and be, be nostalgic. Exactly. Watch old movies. Oh God, shoot me now. <laughs> I don't ever want to do that. We're, we're heading there. I know. Shit. Um, yeah, but I've done a good job of pushing nostalgia, keeping it to a distance. Like mm -hmm. I, I wake up sometimes and I'm like, you know, let's just stick on something from the old times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because you don't want to get stuck in that loop. Um, but I have thought about having children and I, and I do, I do want to have kids. Um, it is a, it is a big challenge. I don't know what Joel thinks about all this, but. Yeah, no. Um, I, 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 I'm I'm probably overreacting. We're probably all overreacting, but um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things you kind of think about as you get older. What yeah, would you What would you not do that you your parents did as you were growing up? Anything mm -hmm. that you can think of that you're like, I'm absolutely not going to do that for my child. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, well, it's it's a it's a typical thing for for Filipino families to be overprotective. And I think that's something I would not want to do to my kids, because, like, for example, when I was growing up, like I could never like order my own food from like a restaurant or something like my mom would always have to speak for me. So growing up, like in my, I think, um, towards my teenage years, I was like so shy 
Mm. Because I never got used to it. And then, like, even with, like, cooking, like, my mom would always say, oh, don't help in the kitchen. That's dangerous to hold a knife or even turn the stove on. So I never learned how to cook. I only started cooking at, like, 20. And my first dish was, like, a fried egg that was not even perfect. So, you know, it's like, I think that's what I'm going to try and avoid um, because I know that is the culture of the Philippines. Like, you overprotect your kids that's why your kids never really grow up. Right. And, so you're basically yeah. going to run a Chinese sweatshop from home. Yeah. Do I think that. I, Do that. Take the trash yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Change no your diaper. Food for you. No food for you until you finish that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think there's some value to what you're saying, definitely. Um, uh, uh, silver spoon is never really a good thing. You know, yeah. I've had a silver spoon. Uh, I think we both know what that feels like. And, and we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. how your life was growing up in Alabang in, in Manila. Uh, so, so yeah, I agree with you. you, you know, teaching kids the value of, 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 of everyday chores, giving mm-hmm. them the character, you know, that's going to help yeah. them get through hard times when they're older is really, really important. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I suppose we don't want them to suffer. That's probably one of the reasons why we just don't. Yeah, but you, you, you would want to let them be, right? Learn on their own and not always tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the problem right now, especially here. Like a lot of people our age, it's like they still don't know what to do, like in terms of like decision making. Yeah. And, and, and remember, this is why we came up with Wing It back then yeah yeah it's like training people Mm -hmm. just say yes and no or Mm -hmm. yes and actually just yes they don't even say no (laughs) (laughs) in the philippines people just say yes that's very true it's so frustrating yeah exactly so you don't want what i'm hoping that you know together with other people my age who are starting to have children now that we're going to be a different um, parent like we're going to change the Philippines that hopefully people will stop giving us orders but this time this generation can um, be in charge or can take charge yes absolutely and that is a mountain to climb I'll tell you plus you're going to have to prepare for your kids to hate you you know, if yep. you really want to stick to your guns and you really want to give them these character traits, they're going to yep. hate your guts, especially when they're like teenagers. Oh, yeah, man. I'm dreading no that. But, but first, I'm going to enjoy the face of uh, having a baby and the cuddles. No, yeah, yeah. and the sick and the vomit and the late nights. Oh, it's so <laughs> worth it. So worth it. <laughs> <laughs>